0: Let's do start, it. Because Linda's going to bust in here like the Kool-Aid man and want her spot Yes, back. Yes. Linda's got yes. the Tommy bug.
1: Oh, yeah? She's yeah. still pooping?
0: Panicooking? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just start the story? We'll just start. Let me start. Yeah. Hey, what's up, bitches? I'm Christina. That's Amanda. This is I'm Sorry What the Podcast. How are you? It's episode 98.
1: She what's was in the Amanda? middle... she was in the middle of a story so she wanted to quick start this so she could tell the story on the podcast without having to edit it in
0: (laughs) true that um so so on what was in your schnoz (laughs) (laughs) anyway i had a sinus infection and i was really fucking annoyed because i went to work for a day and a half and i called my doctor and i was like hey you know how i have a chronic sinus condition well it's acting up and i have a sinus infection so could you just like pick up the little telephone and call in my prescription that I always get for my antibiotics so I don't have to come to the doctor's office and go through all that rigmarole. And she's like, no, you have to do an online visit. And I'm like, God damn it. So I did the online visit. I'm a break at work. And she's like, well, because of your symptoms, you have to get a COVID test. I'm like, I do not have COVID-19. I have a
1: sinus infection that I always get this time with you. This isn't new. This is, is a thing. That it's I've a documented
0: had. medical history that I have. There's no symptom, no weird symptoms. It's always the same. I'm not. I'm like, I know my body. It's a sinus infection. She's like, I know. I was like, God damn it. So I had to go get a COVID test. By the way, this bitch. When they did my COVID test this time, the spoolie came out bloody. I'm like, ho! If I didn't have a sinus infection, I fucking do now. Get out of me! She
1: anyway. went too deep, man.
0: You went too deep, man. Is there gray matter on that? That's my brain. <laughs> um. So obviously, I didn't have COVID. Just sinus infection. Got my antibiotic, and I was on it for two days. And I blew my nose, and I shit you not, a ball came out of my nose, and it was black and bright green. So it must have been when we were cleaning out our basement, some type of dust particle got Mm. trapped in my sinus and like...
1: Your body attacked it. My body attacked it. And I'm like, what is that? What (laughs) Am I growing an egg? Is this a sinus egg?
0: (laughs) Did a spider crawl inside me and leave a nest? What is this? But I think it's all better now. (laughs)
1: that's good (laughs) uh yeah I'm I'm just fighting a cold that was my week by the way (laughs) I (laughs) just got a snuffle. just got got the schnuffles yeah did you have a good week
0: I did um when this come out it's the day before my birthday I know we were talking about you but to bring it back to me (laughs) when this comes out to bring it back to me.
1: It's the day um, before my birthday. Anyway, yeah, how was it's your It's the week? day before her birthday right now. As <laughs> you said, if you're listening on the day it comes out, What a fucking bitch. <laughs> um, my week was fine. I just worked the end awesome i'm excited for you i met
0: annika's puppy i know dave i'm so and you know what's funny is okay she named him dave which is fucking amazing but i've been telling my parents for like three weeks that i want a corgi and i want to name him kevin and then she sends me a picture of a corgi that she named dave and i'm like Kevin
1: and dave could be best friends (laughs) oh my
0: god that's amazing because my dog likes my dad more my dog has become my dad's dog and my dad's dog has become my mom's dog because my mom's dog died so now i don't have a dog
1: and i I don't have a
0: dog (laughs) have a dog and i want a dog that's just my own and i want a little boy corgi and i want to name him kevin (laughs) i uh But they're really expensive.
1: And she said we need to get together and have like a game night or something there because we should since it's like close now. We can just like get together. (laughs) We can just like do stuff. Be adults and like get together and then go to our own homes and not have to like drink and pass out.
0: And I was going to suggest that for my birthday. But then I'm like, I already told Amanda I was going to go to her house. So.
1: Wow. Wow. (laughs) Well <laughs> that's all i that's got
0: all, that's all i got that was my story wow so then i didn't <laughs> sweet awesome good story <laughs> Tilt your head to the right is that the mask i got you in new orleans no uh-huh.
1: i don't know where that mask is
0: um it was enchanted with voodoo spells. So if you lost it, it would curse your life forever. So, Oh, well,
1: perfect. I'm cursed then. Um, no, I'm sure it's in one of my totes from my like thousands of times moving since you went to New Orleans. <laughs> um, and I found a box from after uh, I moved out of Gail's hiding in the back of my parents' closet when I was moving this time. And I was like, oh, like um, it definitely smelled musty. <laughs> and I <laughs> I opened it up and I was like, Damn, I haven't thought about this shower caddy in years. <laughs> Damn, Janet. So I pretty I haven't much thought just thought about
0: that shower caddy in
1: years. <laughs> so I basically just donated all of it. No, this is actually right here. Oh, this mask is is from um Gold Rush Days in Orinoco from my grandpa when I was like two. Um and he Got passed it. away when I was like three and a half. Oh. So it's like my last gift from him Aww. yeah it's kind of creepy but i like it i like it i like creepy <laughs> That's right
0: there that tasted like <laughs> wontons maybe you shouldn't eat wontons for breakfast <laughs> yeah. those are just my breakfast snack i'm gonna make i'm gonna i'm gonna have a real snack i'm gonna breakfast? bust into thomas's bedroom like the kool-aid man after this and make him make me breakfast make me breakfast yesterday it was so funny <laughs> So, Mom, I didn't want to go anywhere. Like, I didn't want to do anything. And then Mom and Dad talked me into wanting to go. And then Mom got sick. I was like, so now we're not going to fucking do anything? And I'm all amped to go? And then he went downstairs to play solitaire. And I was laying on the couch. And then just started screaming his name. <laughs> he, Thomas! And I was like, Tomas! Tomas! Thomas! And then I was like, Papa, can you hear me? <laughs> and I was just like... <laughs> it was like obnoxious as hell it was like 20 minutes of me being obnoxious he finally came up and he's like you're not even dressed I thought you were ready to go and I was like no what are we gonna do and he's like are you kidding me (laughs) so then we went to where we're going so then we went to hy for me to get groceries for the week and we got Panda Express for dinner
1: (laughs) nice nice all right beach you got a story
0: i do you're gonna like it
1: yay you're gonna like it okay you're gonna like it what is that from you're gonna eat it oh the muffin thing oh yeah eat it you're you're gonna gonna like it
0: i'm not very hungry i think i've lost my appetite you're gonna eat a muffin you're gonna eat it and
1: you're gonna like it like it
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right I'm telling you about Marvin Haymeyer. huh? Killdozer.
1: Oh, I've heard the killdozer. So I'm going to tell you
0: what happened. What happened was, uh, so he was born on October
1: 28th, 1951. Was he one of those incels? I'll get there. Okay, because <clears throat> I totally was thinking I wanted to do an incel um, this week, and then I didn't. But
0: In theory, but not like an active group member. Thing. Okay. You know, okay. it was All like right. he...
1: He had the nice guy based syndrome, on his, but he wasn't based, part of based the Based on his
0: ideology, he probably was, but there's not really a...
1: I Real connection. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. okay. So he was born on October 28th, 1951 uh, in South Dakota. And then in the early 1990s, he moved to Grand Lake, Colorado and bought a few acres of land and opened his own muffler and repair shop and worked as a welder.
1: Okay.
0: So he was described as a likable person who would bend over backwards for anyone. Um, however, some neighbors, like one of them had said that his, her husband was threatened because he hadn't made payment on one of his muffler repairs. And so Haymeyer had like threatened him. Mm. So... He probably wasn't the nicest guy.
1: You should, you um, should probably pay for your muffler, though. <laughs>
0: well, I think it was like a shoddy job or something, and so they didn't um, pay for it kind of thing.
1: He's like, I'm not paying for this shit.
0: Yeah. So after 10 years of operating his business on a two-acre patch of land that he had paid like $42,000 for, um, he agreed to sell the land to Cody Dochev uh, to build a concrete batch plant um, for Malton Park Concrete. Mm, And they had made an agreement for $250,000. So, however, Heymeyer changed his mind and decided to increase the price to $375,000.
1: Jesus.
0: And then to deal with, to a deal worth approximately $1 million. And so the company basically got tired of him jerking them around and presented a rezoning proposal to the city to build a plant next to his plot of land.
1: Okay, which makes sense. If if he just keeps fucking around, then I'm going to find a different place. Say bye.
0: However, so then in 2001, the Granby City Zoning Commission and trustees had approved the construction of the concrete plant. However, this fucked over Haymeyer because, uh, and he unsuccessfully appealed the decision because the construction actually blocked access to his shop from the road. Mm. so there was no way to get to his shop once they rezoned the property because gotcha. the plant blocked all the road accesses and then um because the access road it crossed basically directly into the middle of the concrete plant and then neither he or his customers would have access to get to his business right and then uh he those appeals were unsuccessful, and then he was also fined by the city twenty five hundred dollars uh, because he had junk cars on the property and he wasn't hooked up to a sewer line. Mm. So he had initially been able to connect to the new sewer line as it ran sixty feet away from his property. Um, so he was supposed to do that, but the city would ha- he would have to pay to do that, which is eighty thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, it's not and cheap.
0: And then um, the concrete plant paid for the sewer line because they needed sewer. And then they wouldn't let him hook up to that sewer line. Because.
1: Well, only so many capacity can be on each sewer line. So they had to make a new one. Okay. I'd be pissed too. I would. Not this pissed because. Not not as
0: pissed as he got. (laughs) But. Um, Pissed so they denied him easement to join that sewer line um underneath it and so then this is where things get a little nuts okay i'm ready (laughs) grab it (laughs) because i know like the gist of the story Mm -hmm. but like when you get into the description it's like oh he was he was mad mad like (laughs) oh you oh you're mad (laughs) oh so you're like mad um He first leased his business to a different company and then sold the property outright to a third party, using the proceeds to begin custom modifications to his kamatusu D35 or D355 A bulldozer, which he referred to as an MK tank. All right, over the next eighteen months, Haymeyer would build makeshift armor plating that covered the bulldozer's cabin, engine and parts of the tracks. In some places the armor was over a foot thick consisting of 5000 psi quickcrete concrete mix sandwiched between sheets of tool steel to make composite armor. Wow. This made the machine impervious to small arms fire and resistant to explosives.
1: Mhm. It's like a little moving bunker.
0: Yes. For visibility the bulldozer was fitted with several video cameras linked to two-way monitors mounted on the vehicle's dashboard. The cameras were protected on the outside by three-inch shields of clear bulletproof Lexon. Compressed air nozzles were fitted to blow dust away from the video cameras so that they were always clear. Onboard fans and, on air con- and an on-air air conditioner were used to keep Haymeyer cool while driving. He made three gun ports filled for a 50 caliber rifle, a 308 semi semi-automatic rifle, and a .22LR rifle, all fitted with one-and-a-half-inch thick steel plating around them
1: wow you're getting ready for something like, he was mad <laughs> well and that's just like long-standing mad too 18 months of working on that like, shit and he
0: played a long so, game like oh yeah.
1: Um, oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah um on june 4th
0: 2004 Haymeyer was ready. He climbed inside his bulldozer, used a remote to lower the armored shell down into place, and drove his armored bulldozer through the wall of his former business, then through the concrete hall- plant. Like through, when it. I say through. I mean through it
1: (laughs) so it's like kind of like a cartoon when they get really upset and they run out the room and there's like a hole left in the wall yes that's the shape of them there was a shape of the killdozer yes all right
0: then through the town hall then the office of the local newspaper uh then the home of the former mayor in which the mayor's wife or widow was living she was in the house when he ran through it and a hardware store owned by another man who had Heymeyer had sued as well as a few others. The attack lasted for over two hours and seven minutes damaging 13 buildings knocking out natural gas services to the town hall and the concrete plant damaging a trunk truck and destroying part of a utility service center. Uh, According to the Grand County Commissioner James Newberry emergency dispatcher Dispatchers use the reverse nine one one emergency system to notify the residents that and property owners of a rampage going on in the town and to like take cover uh-huh. um He fired many bullets from the semi automatic rifle at Cody Dochev when Dochev tried to stop his assault on the concrete plant by using a wheel tractor scraper which was just pushed aside by the killdozer.
1: well, yeah, it's been um, amped up a little bit
0: <laughs> later. Haymeyer fired on two state patrol officers before they had fired at him. The sheriff's department also noted that 11 of the 13 buildings Haymeyer bulldozed were occupied until moments before their destruction. At the town library, for example, a children's program was in progress when he started to run through the building. Um, One officer actually climbed on top of the killdozer and dropped a flashbang grenade down the bulldozer's exhaust pipe with no effect. Wow. Uh, local and state patrol, including a SWAT team, walked behind and beside the bulldozer, occasionally firing, but the armored bulldozer was impervious to the gunshots. Attempts, attempts to disable the bulldozer's cameras with gunfire failed as the bullets were unable to penetrate the Lexan. Um, at one point, Sheriff Glenn Trainer climbed atop the bulldozer and rode it like a bronc buster. <laughs> All right. Trying to figure out a way to get a bullet inside the dragon. However, he was forced to jump off to avoid being hit with debris.
1: Well, yeah, he's bullet. He's going through houses and buildings and shit. <laughs> like, if you're on top of it, you ain't going through a house or building or shit. <laughs> Fuck that.
0: <laughs> um. At this point, local authorities and the Colorado State Patrol feared they were running out of options, and then and that Haymeyer would soon turn against civilians. Mm-hmm. So they contacted the governor. And this is an alleged putting allegedly before this next whole paragraph. Okay, The the governor considered allegedly authorizing the National Guard to use an Apache attack helicopter equipped with Hellfire missile or a two-man fire team equipped with a Javelin anti-tank missile to destroy the
1: bulldozer. So, so they considered it. Well, eventually but, he's going to run out of gas. <laughs> That's my thought. I'm like, yeah, he's making a lot of damage, but... So this allegedly was quickly
0: deemed unnecessary when Heymeyer became trapped in the basement of the hardware store. And then as of late 2011, Governor Owen's staff still denied considering such a course of action, but since then members of the state patrol revealed that, to the contrary, the governor did consider authorizing an attack, but ultimately decided against it due to potential for collateral damage.
1: You fucking think, yeah, <laughs> Is it uh, shooting a uh, missile <laughs> in a busy city, yeah, collateral they, damage we'll they call it that. they thought
0: that a missile strike into the heart of Granby being significantly higher than Haymeyer <laughs> could have caused with his do- his killdozer
1: at least that's going like slow, so people are like, "Oh no, the killdozer, and then they get out of the way, like and then it's they walk and
0: they power walk out of the way, like yeah, it's exactly. Not- he didn't put turbo but,
1: engines on it. But it wasn't a missile that is shot <laughs> from <an> directly into the <laughs> helicopter. <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine? God. That would, uh,
0: whew, okay. okay. <laughs> so, two problems arose as Haymeyer destroyed Gamble's hardware store. The radiator of the bulldozer had been damaged and the engine was leaking various fluids. And Gamble's had a small basement. So the bulldozer's engine failed, and Heymeyer dropped onto one tread into the basement and could Mm -hmm. not get out. So about a minute later, one of the SWAT team members who had swarmed around the machine reported hearing a single gunshot from inside the sealed cab. Uh, It was later determined that Heymeyer had shot himself in the head with the handgun.
1: Which is not surprising because it sounds like something somebody who would surround himself with not being able to get hit by anything and then destroyed a bunch of other shit would do.
0: So police first used explosives in an attempt to remove the steel plates, but after the third explosion failed, they cut through them with an oxyacetylene cutting torch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grand County Emergency Management Director stated that authorities were able to access and remove Meyer's body at 2 a.m. on June 5th. Wow. The damage to the town was estimated at about 7 million. Mm-hmm. However, no one but Haymeyer died in the rampage.
1: That's good, at least. I mean... I, could yeah. have been much worse, right, so there's
0: two sides to this there's defenders of Haymeyer who contend that he made no point a point of not hurting anybody during his bulldozer rampage. He said that Haymeyer went um one of the a bakery owners said that Haymeyer went out of his way not to harm anyone, but others had different views <clears throat> and the sheriff's department argued the fact that no one was injured was not due to good intent as much as good luck. Uh, He had installed two rifles, obviously, like I had said, into that bulldozer and fired 15 bullets from the rifle at powerful transformers and propane tanks. Mm -hmm. Had those tanks ruptured and exploded, anyone within one half of a mile of the explosion could have been endangered. Twelve police officers and residents of Senior Citizens Complex were all in that range.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: In addition um, to writings that he had left on the wall of his shed, Haymeyer uh, recorded a number of audio tapes explaining his motivation for the attack. He mailed those to his brother in South Dakota shortly before starting his rampage, and his brother turned those over to the FBI. So the tapes were released by Grand County Sheriff's Office on August 31st, 2004, and they were about two and a half hours in length. The first recording was made on April 13th, 2004. The last recording was made
1: 13 days before the rampage on May 22nd. And now we're going to listen to them for two and a half hours. (laughs) Two and a half hours. Sit tight, kids.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, we're not. (laughs) But I do have a quote from one of them. Um, One said, God built me for this job. He also said it was God's plan that he not be married or have a family so that he could be in a position to carry out such an attack. I think God will bless me to get the machine done to drive it to do the stuff that I have to do. God bless me in advance for the task that I'm about to undertake. It is my duty. God has asked me to do this. It is a cross that I'm going to carry out, and I'm carrying it in God's name.
1: I mean, personally, I don't feel like that's something God would ask anybody to do. But, Uh, I mean,
0: uh, (laughs) investigators later found Haymeyer's handwritten list of targets. According to the police, it included buildings he destroyed, the local Catholic church, which he did not damage and the names of various people who had sided against him in past disputes. Uh, Notes found by investigators after the incident indicated that the primary motivation for the bulldozer rampage was his plan to stop the concrete plant from being built near his shop. The notes indicated that he held grudges over the zoning approval. In one, it was quoted as saying, I was always willing to be reasonable until I had to be unreasonable Sometimes reasonable men must do unreasonable things. And then on April 19th, 2005, the town announced plans to scrap Haymeyer's Bulldozer. The plan involved dispersing individual pieces to many separate scrap yards to prevent souvenir seeking. Mm-hmm people being
1: like i want a part of the killdozer is the story of the killdozer interesting interesting so he sold his business and then he decided he was going to destroy this cement. well he decided after like before he sold it but then he, he did it again it so so he could have money to build the killdozer so he could destroy seems like a lot of work for something that probably they'll just get insurance money for to fix
0: well, and he had a list of targets of people. That's why I'm like some people, especially. So he had a hit list. Yeah. So some people, like I saw a post. The reason I started this was like saw a post on Facebook mm-hmm. about it, and it was like kind of heroing, heroifying him instead of vilifying. He was making hero-fying. him making him a making hero. sound heroic, and it's he was just an asshole. You know, it wasn't. <laughs> In the end, I understand that you're mad and I get it, but you're just an asshole at this point, you know? Right.
1: Well, and it's like, yeah, it sucks. Like, I'm sorry that happened and it probably shouldn't have happened. But also, do you think that it's just like a kid throwing a tantrum? Right. Hey, it's like, do you think you can't that's going to prove your point? Do you think that's going to make me change my mind? Because you're throwing things around the room no in fact you're gonna start losing more shit now you're and now he's dead because he killed himself because he's kind of a
0: And what did he accomplish nothing everything's still around
1: everything's still around he just damaged things possibly could have hurt people because there are people in the house he shot at sheriffs like it's not yeah that there's no know. proof that he was trying or it's not that there is proof that he was trying to avoid hurting anybody I don't I just don't get why people think that it's it was okay. justified I get that you're pissed. Maybe I, go, like, it? put a dead fish in their building so that it smells and you can't find it. Like, there's there's a good way to get your point across, but also not be a terrible human. Just
0: hide a dead fish in their vents, man. hmm Like, come on now.
1: Right? Maybe
0: be a little clever about it. Don't be every, so obvious.
1: Every <laughs> couple months, just put a fucking halibut in their vent, and then... <laughs> you know let it stink for a month and then they're like oh it's finally going away and then it comes back and then it comes back (laughs) or just spray paint a dick on their door I don't know I feel like this was overkill for trying to just be a dick that just
0: made me think of I don't know if you've seen this trend on TikTok videos it's one that it's you're a robber but you steal things that only inconvenience people and then like it's like (laughs) Oh my god, it's so great because someone will go in and like open a book and just tear out the last page, and
1: then like You never know how it ends. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or they'll go in and they'll just unscrew all the light bulb or take out the light bulb, or mm-hmm. they'll um, just steal all the light bulbs in the house, or they'll go in and just take like unscrew the caps on all the salt shakers and like just. <laughs>
1: Go in and take the roll of toilet paper off of the roll and put all of them into the closet outside of the bathroom so that you sit down, (laughs) go to the bathroom, and you're like... i don't have any toilet paper and look in your little cupboard and it's not there it's outside the bathroom i i was (laughs) laughing really hard about
0: that it's your robber but you only steal things that inconvenience people it's like you take the batteries out of the remote
1: like right get get the thrill out of it without the actual like you leave the wall
0: plug in but you take the charger like Mm -hmm. you know
1: (laughs) or just taking the plug yeah, and leaving the charger, so they go. They plug it in. And they're like, "Why isn't it charging?" Yeah. Go to the wall, and it's like, "Where's my plug?"
0: <laughs> yes, shit like that. Where I'm like, <laughs> that's, "That's pretty gonna, funny." that would be a good prank to pull on people. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just go to someone's house and steal
1: all their forks. That would be rude. <laughs> I would have to spend a whole like six dollars on forks again.
0: No, I know that's. It's just really inconvenient now. I have to go to the store and buy
1: forks. Like it's not. <laughs> Oh, I gotta pee, man. Always. I don't. This is a first. Usually your bladder is mad before mine, but I also chugged a bunch of water right before this, so I'll be back. I do. I'm going to pee
0: anyway, because I'm going to have to pee in the middle of your story if I don't.
1: You know, I could pee.
0: (laughs) You know know I could pee. (laughs) How was your pee? It was...
1: (laughs) I mean, it wasn't as satisfying as I wanted it to be. Well, you didn't really have to go. You kind of just made yourself go. I made myself go, and there's nothing worse than
0: forcing yourself to pee. It doesn't relieve any tension.
1: I mean, it's better than forcing yourself to poop, because then usually you tear your sphincter. Or you get, like, a hemorrhoid, Mm-hmm. and that hurts. Mm-hmm. I'll never
0: forget when I had a bloody butthole, and I accidentally sent a Snapchat to that one dude. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> god i'm awesome never forget when i had a bloody butthole
1: <laughs> you're like second day talking
0: hmm i'm this i'm the coolest person i know i'm just saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then just leave it let's just see what happens I'm, just you know? gonna
0: see. I'm not even gonna explain i'm just gonna see what happens and then he never messaged me again so it's fine it's
1: fucking rude <laughs> Didn't even ask you how your bloody butthole was? What if I
0: bled out from the asshole and you were the last person I (laughs) snapchatted? It's fucking
1: rude. Uh, Think about other
0: people next time. (laughs) Oi, they. Oh, God. All right. Are you ready, kids? I'm ready. I can't hear you. Can
1: you? Oh, who lives in a pineapple under the sea? I was singing the song. He's like, like, what do you mean you can't hear me? I'm plugged in. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to tell you about Wayne Garrison. Sounds like a cowboy. He's not. (laughs) I mean, uh, so I'm just going to kind of, jump around a little bit i'm not going to start with his early life um just because it's a little more interesting this way just so we're aware so on june 20th of 1989 in tulsa oklahoma 13 year old justin wiles doesn't come home okay was it a dark and stormy night Uh, i don't think so (laughs) (laughs) didn't check the weather report dick didn't like look into that um and I don't remember because I was a year and a half old <laughs> you were only like six months old so. what if we
0: remembered or, being in the womb
1: that would be weird I'd be really uncomfortable because that, that was means a really that you would remember thought. that would be a really weird thought that was just <laughs> that means where- that you would remember your exit
0: I know I don't know where that came from <laughs>
1: It's just a thought that popped
0: up in the back of my brain that I felt the need to express. What if you remember
1: when you were in the womb? (laughs) Excuse me? Uh Huh? (laughs) We were talking about past weather reports. (laughs) Uh Okay, sorry. Okay, so his mom was concerned and calls the police like right away um they pretty much say that they have no like evidence that there was an abduction or anything and since he was 13 they were kind of like just wait and see if he comes back he could have like went to a friend's house because it was like right when he was supposed to be there 20 minutes after she called Mm -hmm. so they're like just wait and see if he shows up and then call us back if he doesn't basically um so i love that answer i know and it's like now because the amber alert is uh like an active thing and we have so many ways of like getting that information it doesn't necessarily happen like that all the time mm-hmm. but then it was kind of like i mean we'll come out if we need to but i don't want just to at a, well and if he's just at a friend's house and he shows up when we get there that you know that'd be kind of silly like you know i get yeah. it but also it sucks um so 30 miles south on Lake Bixoma, a fisherman spots a hand coming out of the mud. Yeah, gross. Um, so he investigates. This is like the next day, okay? So he investigates and he goes home and calls the police because it is for sure a hand. He goes over and he's like, "Yep, that's not that's fake.
0: That's definitely a hand."
1: <laughs> so he goes home, calls the police. Uh, when they show up, the officers dig a little into the mud around the hand to make sure it's like real and pull out a human arm just just an arm i'm sorry like is the shoulder still there like, i'm pretty sure it was just the forearm Oh, uh, I, um, like
0: I don't like that yeah. i think i would like it even less or if there was a shoulder attached to it but i still don't like just the forearm. <laughs>
1: i know i don't know what's worse i think two bends would be worse i think like, two got, bends like, would be worse too You got the wrist and then the elbow if that was there like that'd be weird it's like a barbie oh, arm getting pulled I off i don't like that i don't like i don't uh, uh so i don't know why we talk
0: about what will be worse we could have just let it go but we had to just...
1: we had to dig deeper and get ourselves even more grossed out by it <laughs> Um, they called in a search to find anything else around the lake because clearly there's a body somewhere right Um, so from what they said there was like a call the night before some fishermen or people walking by the lake um, that called in saying that they saw a mannequin head floating in the water that wasn't a mannequin head huh no but because that is like a prank people do is they like put mannequin parts into the water apparently i don't know it's not funny um they especially were just for like, people just that so want to you know, find a body right they're like just so you know there was a you know this floating in the water we didn't we weren't close enough to like actually look at it but we saw this floating in the water so they called it in okay um eventually they did find the human head uh when they removed it from the water it was attached to a big homemade cement um like anchor rock with copper wires Wait. so they whoever this was tried to sink it
0: but the head just the head
1: just the head so but they how, have an arm and a head but like how was it con- i'm picturing uh, how was it i'm connected? assuming they like tied it somehow or maybe like punctured it through something or um i'm every, not sure cuz i hate everything about the story so far yeah there was no like pictures that i could find on the internet cuz i'm a creep oh good um but I'm assuming it's, like, tied around it somehow. I don't um, like anything about that. And they're guessing it was just to sink it. Obviously, it wasn't successful. Uh, later that day, they found the torso in a garbage bag on the side of the lake. Yeah. The torso. I know you love torsos. I
0: just any dismembered body parts i'm not a fan of <laughs> like i just want the whole body connected to itself
1: it's it seems that it like washed up so they're wondering if it was also tied to s- some sort of a anchor and it slipped off or what but it was washed up um when the contents was examined the genitals had been removed from the torso so it was a torso with the
0: it was like a bar genitalia
1: torso. cut off yeah um
0: oh, i don't even i don't like that yeah. listen i don't like it and i'm sorry but somebody went to a lot of effort to fuck up this badly
1: yeah no right that's i'm i'm just saying like clearly this person didn't do great at and you know good for us and for the police bad for for, them uh, yeah you know i'm just uh so the medical examiner couldn't determine a cause of death because the body was so mutilated um they couldn't determine exactly what was the cause of death but they did determine that the torso was dismembered after being dead so um but i guess the torso was all fucked up on top of the genitalia being cut off and um there was no obvious like blunt force trauma or anything to the head that would have caused death so they were like, we can't necessarily determine exactly what killed this person. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't any so DNA. So fucking or- gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, there wasn't any DNA or hairs found around the body or on the body either. So like foreign DNA. So they didn't really have much to go on other than like the garbage bag, the wires and the concrete stuff. Right. Okay. Um. They ID'd the body with fingerprints, and it was Justin Wiles, which we knew because of the way that I started this. Yeah, I um, figured.
0: Just assumed. It would have been funny if it was, like, just some random person. It's like, who
1: the fuck is Justin Wiles then? Oh, he was never found. No. <laughs> That's a different story. This is confusing. You're confusing me. I'm confused. Uh, so, with this, the investigators started to retrace Justin's steps that the day that he went missing. Um, Justin's mother said that sometimes Justin liked to go hang out at the local body shop and learn about cars. Um, the shop was called Choppers and one of the operators there was named Wayne Garrison. So Garrison was recognized by older investigators because when he was a teenager, he had killed two children. (laughs) I'm sorry, what? Right? No. And that's, I'm like how is this this is just known information around the community they're like oh yeah this guy killed a couple kids when he was a teenager yeah. um so now we're going to go back to those crimes okay okay so halloween day of 1972 garrison was 13 he says that he was playing hide and seek with his 4-year-old cousin dana dean and while they were playing dana went missing like this was his original story he like went to the adults and was like Dana just I couldn't find him after we were playing hide and seek I don't know where he is okay so the parents went looking around for him after that and they wound up finding him under a crawl space in their house dead oh and by him I mean she I keep saying him it's her um so She had been strangled, possibly gagged, as well as her body was stuffed and hidden there. So it didn't happen there, but it was obviously stuck in there after she was strangled. Mm. Yeah. So Garrison confessed and they went to court. Um, He was sent to a mental hospital and deemed a child in need of supervision.
0: That's it? Yeah. Most children are in need of supervision, you dumbass
1: this is what i'm saying so he was there for a couple of years because two years later he went back to tulsa to visit while there was while he was there a three-year-old boy named craig neal goes missing is it something about tulsa like is that what it is they he gets there and he's just like
0: i gotta kill somebody
1: i don't know but authorities search for this child for four days and then they find craig's body under the front porch of garrison's grandmother's house oh stop hiding him in houses weirdo um he says that they were playing a game where he would tie him up and put him in a laundry bag and he ended up suffocating in the laundry bag like what (laughs)
0: that's not a game that's a kink Um, and you need to stop
1: here's the thing though tell me the thing Uh, it's okay so craig's body had been mutilated (gasps) and the genitalia had been cut off but garrison never admitted to doing that he said he just died in this game so he like even though he admitted to killing this kid he wouldn't never actually said that he did any of the other stuff which sounds pretty similar to somebody else um just i just don't so in September on September 9th of 1975, he pleaded guilty to involuntary involuntary manslaughter and was sentenced to 4 years at the age of like I think he was 16. Um March 1977, Garrison was released at age 17, serving less than 2 years in jail for killing this child, which is the second child he's killed. Gross. Yeah. Um, It seems that he kind of just, like, flew under the radar for 12 years after that until the Justin Wiles case came up. Okay?
0: No, Um, not okay.
1: the So, now we're back to where we were. Um, Garrison was the last person seen with Justin, and he tells them that, yes, Justin would come to the shop pretty regularly and ask about the cars and stuff, and he voluntarily shared some information that he would fish at Lake Bixoma sometimes, which is where the body was found, but the police never actually asked him about the lake. Uh, He just threw it out there. Just offered it. But he denied being involved in the murder at all, like knowing anything about it. There's two of me on the screen, oh my! (laughs) Sorry, I just, I got distracted. Weird. Oh, shiny! Um, (laughs) Um, He was about to leave the station because they took him in for questioning. And one of the officers noticed that he had a bruise on his arm. And so they stopped him and asked him about the bruise. They were like, so what happened here? He said that he got into a fight with his brother and it was a bruise from that, which the community and his brother both were just kind of like, well, yeah, we do fight. Like, we physically will have physical fights and altercations. Wouldn't be weird if he had a bruise from us fighting. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you exactly why he had a bruise, but it wouldn't be a strange thing. So the police then searched. Well, they took pictures of the bruise, obviously. And then they searched his, uh, his car, and there was nothing really of note, except in the trunk they found a spool of copper wire, which was very similar to what was around the head, but also something that he would have because of his car stuff that he does. So it's like eh eh ee, ah. um wood. Did they test the wire? Um they tried to look into tool markings, but there was no um definitive thing. And when they like so they looked into his house too and his like he had a shed. And they found the tool that he would use to cut the wire and it didn't, it didn't not match, but it also wasn't a definitive like cut. Mm -hmm. Um, The wire was of the same making, but it's not really a weird compound for a spool of copper wire. So it's not like it was odd. They did find similar home, homemade cement um, anchors, but that also was something that was like everybody around there apparently makes their own anchors Mm -hmm. and it was sitting with like his little fishing boat so like they have links but nothing definitive enough to do anything with um anyway so the other thing they found at his house was he had medical journals about surgery and (laughs) anatomy so yeah there but there weren't any like There was no blood, um, outside hairs, any sort of DNA, fingerprints that were of note that they found anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's all circumstantial and not enough to put, even charge him with anything at the time because otherwise he'd go to court and be found not guilty Mm because there's no whatever. So it's like, we need to just wait and find more. Um, But the case goes cold because nobody comes forward with any information uh seven years or so later in 1997 garrison is sentenced to three and a half years for drugging an 11 year old boy he was charged with two counts of giving prescription drugs to a minor and one of abduction of a minor um during his term when they were serving when he was serving they reopened justin's case taking advantage of the fact that he is in custody and so they're able to kind of dig into things a little bit more. They're like, let's reopen this, test it with the new t- information, have a new eye look at things, right? Mm-hmm. Um so they pull out the picture of the bruise on Garrison's arm and one of the people that were looking at it comments, "Doesn't that look like a bite mark? Cuz <gasps> it has like two spots, you know, like semicircles." They're like, "Well, yeah, I guess kind of, but what's weird is it weren't they weren't full semicircles." Um, So they were like, maybe, maybe not. Let's, you know, look into it. So they pulled, they went to um, Justin's family and go, hey, can we, they basically were like, can we exhume Justin's body um, and take a cast of his teeth so that we could compare things? So they did. Um, And he was missing a tooth at the (gasps) time. Like he had had one of his front teeth knocked out. And so that would make the missing spot that made it not a full arc Mm -hmm. um yeah so they took a mold and they compared it to the picture and they even had people in the department volunteer to get bit by the mold to see what the markings were that were left behind um and they pretty much were an exact match so they're like okay so we got that that's a connection let's you know find something else because again that's Some people say, yeah, some people say that bite mark comparison is not very concrete at all. Mm -hmm. So especially when it's from like an old picture.
0: I'm very aware of my double chin at this angle.
1: (laughs) Did you just look in the computer and go, oh, no. Oh, oh, let's (laughs) let's put that
0: chin back where it
1: belongs. (laughs) So the next thing that they looked at was the copper wire Um, and they found that. The copper wire that was on Justin's head had tiny black smudges on it, okay? They're like, well, what's this, right? Oil so, grease?
0: Huh? Oil grease from a car?
1: No, it, it's something called strip caulk, um, which they use to... Inst- strip caulk?
0: Just had to say it again.
1: <laughs> Yikes done now <laughs> um but it's something they use for installing car speakers okay. which is something that garrison would do at his job pretty regularly and then they compared that wire from the trunk because they kept it as evidence nice um which also was found to have smudges of strip caulk on it so
0: good job boy they are
1: they're matching um so in december of 2001 garrison was convicted like they had charged him he got mm-hmm. convicted of Justin's murder and was sentenced to death now this is where it gets a little weird cuz this is most of this information came from cold case files that's what mm-hmm. piqued my interest on this case cuz Chris and I started rewatching it and i was like i interesting interesting
0: interesting
1: um so then this is because this cold case files was from like 2002, or whatever you know, it's one of the first ones. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so what's going on now? What's happened since then? So he was sentenced to death, and he claimed he still claimed he had nothing to do with Justin's death, like he n- never pleaded guilty. Okay, so he appealed in 2004 and he was granted a retrial at, on the grounds of receiving ineffective legal aside, uh, assistance. Um, they basically went to like a resentencing trial not that he was mm-hmm. deemed not guilty but it was let's commute this to like a life sentence instead of death um so but they declared a mistrial because almost 500 pages of information went missing so then they don't know what happened so basically he did get commuted to life because they something happened with like the death penalty in the state okay um And then Garrison, at some point, just waived his right to a retrial because they were going to start actively trying to figure it out again since they had to stop the trial with the missing information. Right. And so he waived his right to a retrial for resentencing, fearing that he would get sentenced to death again. And this way, because state stuff had changed it to life, he's like, what's the point? And then over time, it changes again. You know, like, he was just afraid that it would end up being more than what he was getting now because of state standards changing a couple years before Mm -hmm. anyway so it was a whole like weird thing um and then in 2007 he went back for another appeal of sorts i was trying to figure it out i'm like i don't know these legal terms i don't know what it means but this is what i'm getting out of it um in 2007 He basically said that his constitutional rights were infringed upon because they didn't charge him for 10 years um, after having most of the information and the same evidence. Um, saying that his character witnesses that he would have had for the trial the 10 years before had died by the time he was actually convicted. So he had no whatever, but this was basically dismissed because none of the character witnesses gave him any sort of like concrete alibi. It was just basically saying that they didn't see him doing this. So they're like that there's no grounds of like your rights being infringed upon, um, and so as of right now, he's still in, I believe it's Oklahoma State Penitentiary, and he should fucking stay there till he dies. So, I hope so. But yeah, so that's the I
0: wanted to That was interesting and I gross and um you did a good job, so thanks.
1: Thank you. Well thank you. That's I'm I'm like I wanted to call it like the case of Justin Wiles, but then there were the other two kids. So I'm like, well mm-hmm. we're just gonna go with
0: Who fucking Harrison.
1: With Garrison the bitch. What a bitch. Bitch, bitch.
0: bitch I'm bitch. a boss ass bitch. No, nope, sorry. No, no you're not.
1: I'm <laughs> get, just jamming.
0: Get it. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to see your face. I in know in days person. from when this is playing.
1: In person. In, in chaos. chaos then.
0: We can get drunk and play video games. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I got nothing. How about you?
1: Th- um i don't have any exciting anything other than just you know keep listening guys you're doing you're, good you're the you're the best you're the bees knees homies. and it's elbows and it's ankles oh that's a new body part his phalanges yeah. what about his big old bee butt
0: <laughs> his big old badonk donk. bee donk <laughs> okay anyway thanks for listening like comment rate subscribe do the things with the stuff facebook instagram hey and don't forget to spread the word Mm, spread your body parts a little bit further than just in one leg otherwise you're gonna get caught that was an unfortunate choice
1: We're not giving you, this is not advice. No, we're not
0: giving you advice. I'm just saying.
1: It's just a fucking joke. It's satire, kids.
0: When you know, you know, kids. Okay. <laughs> Great. Bye. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.